0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 18, Steph Curry Bombs. We are broadcasting live, well, live for us, from the Power of Change headquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. I'm Reed Monahan. I'm one of your hosts, and back from Canada, without tank top or
1: hat, <laughs> I dressed up today. Yeah. Got a few buttons I've, on the top of the shirt. I've got three buttons on my t shirt. Jesse Fury, welcome back, brother. It's good to be back. So
0: tell me, tell me about, I heard you guys were like went to help church planters or also to a
1: resort town, or I, I couldn't tell which one it was. What what's happening? It was it was great, Reed. We went to Canmore in Alberta, Canada, about an hour outside of Calgary to uh to visit with and encourage. And really what turned out to be uh, getting encouraged and getting care by Craig and Zoe Robinson our, our, and and Zach, our church planters that we sent to, to Canmore um, oh, a little bit over a year ago. And so Zoe grew up up there.
0: And that's near Banff, right? It's near Banff. Banff.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Banff with two Fs. Yeah. <laughs> Banff. Banff. <laughs> it's near Banff. It's It's about 15 minutes from Banff, and uh, man, it was amazing. It was so beautiful. Everywhere you looked, it was beautiful. As a matter of fact, uh, I found myself a couple days in just going, I maybe just should move my family up here. (laughs) I need to be a (laughs) co-pastor. If it was June in in Canmore all the time, if I wasn't such a wimp about cold. About February. Oh my gosh, I couldn't handle it then, but... Yeah, we were. We went. We went and visited a local church, Crossway Community Church. They're in the process of searching for. They're in a pastoral search, and I so you had the resume I, I
0: considered on, in the holster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I considered it, but <laughs> quick um, on the draw. Uh, but I do love. I love where I am here in Southwest Virginia. But yeah, beautiful. Their team is really fun. We got to meet. They got a small little core team, eight people, and yeah. um, just it was encouraging. We we went. We climbed. I went climbing, Reed. Like free climbing? Like you had to have no, grip we were, strength and stuff? Well, or? yeah, you did have to have grip <laughs> strength. We were, okay, so we had, a, I don't know what it's called. I had somebody, I was attached to a rope in a harness. You were on belay or something like that. No, there was something someone like belaying me. Oh, there As a matter of fact, her name is Sid. Belay, belay on, something like yeah, that, right? Yeah, Sid the kid had, had, uh, <laughs> had. I said, listen, this is my first time climbing ever. And um it was really high, like 100 feet up. We did a 5.9. If you're a climber out there, you know right, what that means. Right. I did not know what that means. That means
0: when you fall, that's the equivalent Richter scale when you bounce yeah, off you the ground. Bounce. No, it's just,
1: it, what it means is it's easy, but when you're climbing it, it when you're, it's your first time, it doesn't look easy. Wow.
0: All the climbing people, we apologize for our abuse of your language and culture yeah, no, within I, your sport. I know these words, belay. Belay. <laughs> um, and, I uh, don't I'm just throwing them out randomly <laughs> probably in, in out of context
1: I said uh, hey so I'm a little bit nervous you know it's we get you we, get you get a hundred feet up well yeah. they did it in meters yeah. but I did the math yeah. and so I said uh, you need to make sure I I she, she had it so tight that it basically felt like if I let go she would just pull me up the face <laughs> so that made it that made it fun I'm like um,
0: Tom Cruise and one of the mission impossibles hanging yeah. on his pinky, pinky yep. apparently yeah. making
1: a big jump to try to Go from one spot to another. It's called called doing a Tom cruise. Cruising. It's called cruising in the mountains. So anyway, a beautiful, beautiful time out there.
0: Well, I was blessed to be at our home church on Sunday and talking about marriage. Yeah, I did preach. I preached a sermon. I really, really enjoyed it and was felt really privileged to talk about marriage, divorce from the words of Jesus, who really goes in hard on kind of, you know, trashing marriage and culture. He wasn't for that and all that marriage means. So it was bless- a blessing to be there, and I certainly know you guys had a great time yeah, out there. We, did. We, were, we were glad to have you preaching back home. Well, hey, sports time, man. My, uh, my wife, assistant coach, Blacksburg High School soccer, my daughter, she's a sophomore there. They won last night in the uh, state quarterfinals. Ooh, so, uh, they Two are more the, games. They are so they are so encouraged because they went from three A to four A, bigger schools. Okay. Um, but yet they've also they were in, they're in the final four again. They were last year three A, this year four A. So they have a. Team from uh, you know Northern Virginia, DC Metro. I think some some girl on the team scored like forty seven goals this year oh or something gosh. stupid. We'll go lock her down. Uh, but anyway, they have the semis on Friday, and so uh, yeah, we're all in the sports world. Certainly, World Cup is coming. My family's excited about the World Cup. American soccer people are stoked. Rest of us probably don't know it's coming, but it is coming. And also NBA playoffs. That's right, NBA. (laughs) That's what I've been
1: been paying attention to and
0: watching. Uh, Are you a LeBron LeBron James guy or not? uh, I like LeBron. My son loves LeBron. It's like his hero. He cries almost when they lose. It's really intense for him.
1: Yeah, I've come around on LeBron. I grew up, I mean, I am a, a Zards fan, a Wizards fan. was a Bullets fan before that. We had a what we thought was a rivalry with LeBron when he was in <laughs> Cleveland the first time. They did not <laughs> consider it a rivalry because... They beat us every time. That's but right. uh, but I did not like LeBron back then. And yeah. I've come around. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate LeBron.
0: It's kind of like UVA people thought they had a rivalry with <laughs> us at UNC. And UNC people, we didn't care about UVA yeah. at all. We were like, dude, yeah. maybe. But I don't. UVA. At, yeah. at
1: this point, I think the UVA Virginia Tech football rivalry is like that, too. Yeah. It's for, been a lot of years.
0: It's been like 40 and 0 for the Hokies, I think, on that one. So, but hey, and speaking of uh, sports. I'm going to ask you a few uh, questions in our first segment here today, in or out, and so I've got seven of them, so you don't have to go in on all of them. You might want to. you might want to stay out on some of them, mm. but uh, we're going to go go in pretty strong so who number one, hopefully this will be an informed pick who's your pick for the World Cup of the world in football, world football?
1: I should stay out. I don't know anything. <laughs> don't, um, just
0: don't say Italy. Italy. Or the no. U.S. men's national team. Because um, na- they did
1: not qualify. Or the Netherlands. <laughs> they didn't make it. I was going to say USA. Perennial no, powers I, I, that did I, not I, make it. I did know that we did not make yeah, it. Yeah, it's a sad thing. Um, so I I don't know. I'm out. Yeah. You tell me. Who should I be in on?
0: Well, Manchester United Football Club, which is the best uh, club football club in the, in the world. Objectively um, speaking. Yeah, objectively speaking. Just signed Fred. He has one of those, one name. And he's from Brazil. Brazil. Fred. So Fred is now a red. A very Brazilian That's right. name. It literally says Fred. And for some reason, when my, my girls were little, I just called them Fred when I asked them to do stuff. Hmm. So we're saying Fred a lot in the house right now. So my pick is Brazil with a secondary support of Belgium, but my son would like Argentina because he likes Lionel Messi.
1: Messi, okay. All right, All so right. out on that.
0: So don't pick maybe Germany. Jesse, you can cheer for them. Uh, number two, uh, Michael Jordan, who I think played for the Wizards, um, or LeBron James as the greatest basketball player of all time? Michael Jordan.
1: Oh, you went in with the correct answer I'm right him. away. Michael yeah. Jordan. Good it's, job. I mean, you know, it is getting close. The way that Braun has carried the Cavs, especially this post, I've, yeah. this is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in, in basketball. The biggest thing I like about Braun is he seems like a really good dude. Um, He helps a lot of people. He
0: seems like he's
1: uh, very about the community. I'd rather hang out with him than Jordan. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Jordan would just try to beat you and everything. The the thing is, if LeBron loses again, he will have lost six titles, whereas Jordan won six without loss. So correct answer, Michael Jordan. Number three, if you have a choice to eat good food or get good sleep, you want to go in or out on that one?
1: I'll go in. Uh, That's easy for me. That would be get good sleep. I could eat anything, yeah. but if I don't get good sleep, my world ends. You're a different human I'm, being. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't gotten good sleep yeah. in, in, in years, but yeah. that's probably why I would yeah. like
0: When you're in sleep. having children mode for multiple years and pastoring a young church for multiple years, uh, sleep is not the same as yeah. it used to be. All right, number four. We already had a little uh, f- a foreshadowing of this one, a little uh, little precursor. But Canadian Rockies
1: versus the United States Rocky Mountains. Which one do you prefer? Oh, typically I would say United States because you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, just, United States, Canada, in the same. You sentence. know, I just you know, i like... i i feel like I I don't want to betray my country, but <laughs> yeah. um uh uh Canadian Rockies,
0: Canadian Rockies. You want twenty four ales nor beers, eh? All right, number five. That's from a nineteen eighties movie, I think. Uh, Strange brew. Uh, number five. Um,
1: can Donald Trump pardon himself in or out? I am gonna stay out because <laughs> I I actually don't know. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem right. It seems really wrong.
0: I saw headlines that said that and I, and something like a tweet like he certainly he he said he certainly can't pardon himself, which sounds a little crazy. All right, number six. Um, is the word BS, which we defined as bad stuff and also has a more popular nuance meaning for those two letters, um, is the word BS in its more
1: cultural vernacular a naughty word to say, bad word or not, in mm. or out? I'm in on this because this is what we're talking about today and for the most part, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to say it depends. Hmm. I'm going to say it depends. Very judicious. Very (laughs) interesting. (laughs) We can just get into that more later.
0: Yeah, we sure will. Number seven, last one. Uh, This is really interesting for for me to ask you as a pastor. Did Steph Curry, our title of our show is Steph Curry Bombs, because he's shooting them three bombs. Um, Did Steph Curry (laughs) sin in game three against the Houston Rockets by declaring this is my effing house on the court and in front of his mother?
1: Ooh! Did he say? Yeah, we're getting and, and, and another thing we're getting into, right? You know Steph Curry, who, who, um, who was who was corrected by his mother, told to wash out <laughs> his mouth with soap, which <laughs> yeah. I actually had to do as a kid. I did too. I, bars of soap, bars, stick yeah, in you stick mouth, in the mouth know, and hold on to it for a while. Liquid dial antibacterial nonsense. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I'm gonna say probably, <laughs> probably, but I think it has more to do with the my than the f word. Ah, okay. So I'm, I'm gonna say like uh okay. there there may be some pride and, uh, and arrogance say there don't say it yet don't say it yet <laughs> so there may be something more in the word my
0: than effing okay well that's our main topic today steph curry bombs i the other night when uh lebron james lost again to steph curry and the golden state warriors he was throwing in these three-pointers broke the record nine three-pointers in one game nba finals record my son and I were both just started giggling and laughing when he kept making these shots. me more in a laughter kind of way because I liked it, and him more in like he was frustrated with it, almost crying laughter. It was really great. We were both just tickled, but he was dropping them bombs, right? There was yeah. Three bombs. But you know, today we're going to talk about uh, language and culture a bit. And so uh, and I do say culture because there are different cultural norms. Um, I guess in every culture and language, there are certain words that are understood probably by most people to be uh, of the certain kind or on certain kind of mental lists of being bad language. And certainly we learned uh a little bit of the difference between cultures growing our kids growing up in New Jersey. Uh, we were there eight almost eight years. And uh certainly the vernacular, my wife was not used to um, hearing parents like drop f-bombs in front of their five six seven year old kids like just right. like it was nothing and so a little bit of a cultural difference there and my wife was like that is not right in any universe and i am being trans culture in my thing you shouldn't talk like that in front of children because she grew up in a place where that just wasn't done so the circles we grow up in the language that used, my dad was a you know ex-irish catholic naval atheist naval officer who who liked a you know a little irish liquor every now and then and and certainly i i grew up constantly around salty language sports military that kind of thing and then in college i became a christian right i was on a wrestling team became a christian and uh, i i'll never forget the story about david robinson he's you know known as the um the admiral the admiral that's guy, right guy who went into college i think he was like six five you know pretty good basketball size maybe for a point guard swing guard and he came out of college like a seven foot athlete beast of a of a man and had to do his uh, navy training then went to the nba and so strong christian guy had you know christian convictions that he talked about openly uh, but i believe that he said like damn it or something on a on the court one time and i just remember christian people like freaking out about it like like something like they fell from heaven or something and and him kind of feeling like man i'm human you know i just made a mistake and that kind of thing and well just recently um i came across an article that i know we both read uh by a guy actually a really good friend of mine what's up ed uzinski um, where he, he what was the title of this article? Why, why we don't need th- three, both three bombs both, and f bombs? Yeah, why we don't need both three bombs and f bombs. How about you summarize a little bit uh, what was going on with Ed there?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, you've already made the you've already kind of brought up that that scene that happened when in the series against the Rockets when Steph Curry, who had seemingly kind of lost his touch there for the first couple of games, yeah, right, coming yeah. coming in off of uh, coming off of an injury. And he he lit on fire. The crowd was going crazy, and uh, he he uh, he looked out into the crowd and said, "This is my effing house, right?" <laughs> right. And uh, after he made I, at that point, I think it was a contested layup and a foul. in any, in any case, uh, got the crowd going crazy, and uh, and so and and there was and there was uh, it was addressed in the. Uh, after the game because his mother had sent him <laughs> right. videos of him saying that <laughs> right. and telling him that he needed to wash his mouth out with soap, uh, and he apologized. So this the article kind of walks through the story, right? Yeah, so there's, yeah, yeah. Uh, report, he talks about how um, Crystal Rich, reporting for the fumble, mocks the difference between... Uh, the the split persona of Steph Curry that he's got regular Steph right regular Steph is the uh mild-mannered um Clark Kent right he's the guy who's brings uh,
0: his baby girl to the post game interviews that's right. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: and says all the right things and is a humble christian and um and points up to the oh i don't know i guess to heaven yeah <laughs> to the <laughs> to the sky to, the sky, to, yeah, the, to uh the to heaven, heaven when he makes his three pointers and then the the split persona the the, uh, the 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 Mister Hyde of the Which shimmy step, right? Called him Shimmy Steph, yeah. Uh, who's dancing and cussing and staring down his opponent and and uh, and dancing, yeah, dancing on the floor, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, Ed Yuzinski kind of walks through this and essentially says that what we we really don't need this person who's being lifted up as a model Christian athlete dropping yeah. f bombs, yeah. And yeah. then in particular, he kind of walks through how. Um, how that can be confusing, and 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 then how then then Kevin Durant was interviewed about yeah. it. What
0: do you think of Steph dropping the f bomb, and to quote Rocket from Garden saying he didn't say frickin', right? Yeah, um, he dropped the f bomb, KD. What do you,
1: what did you think? Right? Yeah, that's right. And he, he did you like it, Durant? And he says f yeah, uh, and then there's a bunch of laughter, and essentially said when when Curry unleashes an f bomb like that, which doesn't happen often, it means that he's you know, really into it and he's feeling the intensity and the crowd feeds off of that and then the team feeds off of that. And so, so really what he's saying is that, uh, that yes, we love it when Curry drops F bombs because it gets us pumped up. It means he's in it, and uh and Yazinski takes him to task here so Durant particularly yeah, yeah that's right since Durant's mom isn't calling for Durant to wash his mouth out with soap but <laughs> yeah. essentially we will or, or he he will yeah. in the article that's right. uh, that it's a really a stupid answer for a christ follower to give um because it's uh you know it, it really is essentially saying go ahead go ahead and um and, and let her rip, you let know, her rip makes that's you a right. better player even maybe. And, uh, he, he says, uh, he goes in the end, dear Christian athlete, we don't want you to be perfect, just consistent. And, and then goes on to say, really don't be phony. Yeah. Uh, don't give lip service to the gospel, but then drop F bombs on the court cause that's phony religion. And it involves trying to get credit with one crowd for being Christian. And then on the other side, get credit from the other crowd for being, we yeah and uh and that we don't want to do that he uses he, now i will one of the things i did like about it is he talks about his own son and uh and doing essentially doing the same thing and wanting his own son then to take personal responsibility for that to apologize to people yeah. that have been affected and to keep in mind that what he says on the court has effect on the kids in the school the that's next right. day and what that's they're right. going to say And that's so. that's right um, so that, that about sums up. Yeah, the, uh, Ed and yeah. Amy,
0: you know, I, I really like the end of the article too. Ed and I actually texted when this article came out and I kind of withheld a little bit of my maybe critique from it because I didn't want to bum him out because people were already on Facebook going crazy on him for you know, going in on Steph Curry because he didn't like Donald Trump or some political stuff where, you know, people judge each other and certainly athletes as having opinions in the political realm and everything. So, but Ed and Amy are great parents and I love that uh, interaction with his son. And and it reminded me, of course, of Steph's mom. She went in, she did what she, she had did to do, in, right? Man. Wash him out, yeah, that son. So, so this is our house. Steph's mom's not proud. Steph apologized. KD liked it. Dr. Ed did not like what KD had to say. Well, it brings up some interesting discussion that you know we'll we'll in, engage together here in the last few minutes that we have here on this episode uh, about language itself the use of language i don't know years ago I was studying the book of ephesians in our even the core group of our church plant jacob's well and so i was given some thought um about you know how do we use language and bad language harsh language for, for instance ephesians 4 right gives some pretty strong counsel as to how to use speech or or how it should be exercised. And so Ephesians 4.25, speak truth to our neighbors, put aside falsehood, right? Lying, that's a big deal for God. It goes against God's nature as being truthful. And then certainly in uh, chapter 4, verse 29, the book of Ephesians says this, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, right? No, right? But only such which is good for building up, as fit the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So, pretty clear we're to use our language, our mouths, not to tear down or corrupt things, but rather, this is a building, uh, architectural term, build people right up with what we say, and to give grace in certain moments. So there's a wisdom of what we say when and why in it. And so um, there's a lot of things said, actually, in Scripture about uh, the use of language. Certainly, we're familiar in two Gospels, Matthew and Luke. Jesus said, out of the overflow or the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks— So in other words, what is in our hearts will be the source of the overflow, right? What's flowing out of your face usually happens somewhere in your soul first. But there's a lot of things about speech that we might consider wrong or sinful. Certainly lying, lying tongues all throughout Psalms and Proverbs. Certainly Jesus calls uh, the, the enemy, Satan, the devil, the father of lies slander and gossip, tearing people up with our language. This is something I think today we need to talk about more probably in light of social media and the way people talk that's to right. talk to each other on Twitter, right? I think
1: that's right. And as a matter of fact, I think that 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 really when you go back to the 10 commandments and you and you read bear false witness, frankly I think that has more to do with slander. It really is kind of legal, but um but yeah, it's not just lying like um you know about insignificant things. You know, like you look great in that dress when when you don't think right. your, your friend looks great in the right. dress. It's it's more like the slander, the gossip, the 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 trying to bring someone down through false, false ev- witnesses.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, slander. You know, we talk junk about people all the time today without really thinking about it, and that's unfortunate. And certainly gossip, talking about someone who's not there to even engage in the
1: conversation. Um, is not helpful and it, you would you would distinguish the two slander as saying something untrue about someone and, and gossip would be saying something true but still in yeah, order to bring someone down yeah, if you
0: want to do venn diagrams or circle categorical stuff i would say that slander would be you know gossip would include some things that slander wouldn't uh but still the wrongness of gossip right. and, and now people there's a there's a fun phrase like go- when people are gossip praise people when they're not there. That kind of thing is the only kind of gossip you should engage in. But, yeah, talking about people, right, is, is hurtful, and it's hurtful to community because it gets sideways and out of control and, and certainly can wound. Um, profanity and obscenity. There are certainly uh, uh, concepts that come down through history. The English word profane comes from two Latin words, profanum, which is the Latin word for temple. or means uh, pro or before the temple. It means to deal uh, with that which is unholy. Right? Profaning something means you take something that was meant for holiness and you use it for something base. And so God has made certain aspects of life holy, set us, set apart for his purposes, his name, his people, our bodies, our sexuality— Um, And to speak of such things, God, ourselves, you know, people's bodies, degrades, mocks, tears down, dishonors, um, we would call that profanity and we should avoid it. Obscenity, right, is is a specific subset maybe of profanity which deals with sexual stuff, right? Um, To avoid foolish talk or crude joking or crude jesting, you know, locker room talk that we kind of giggle off, which we shouldn't, right? Obscene uh, use of our language, couple others um james chapter 3 talks about cursing people you know out of your mouth flow blessing and cursing uh with it you curse people who are made in the image of god and you praise god with the same mouth that's kind of brothers it should not be that's
1: right And, and that's i think that's connected to what jesus is saying in the sermon on the mount when he says uh really you shouldn't say you fool to your brother you shouldn't you shouldn't. I mean, really, even that's a great picture because we think of the word fool. Right. And we don't really think that's a strong word. Yeah. We might and, say he's a damn fool. And, uh, well, you might say that because, because um, <laughs> you're cursing people. I'm just giving examples, right? Uh, that's right. Yeah. That would not be right to say to someone. That's good. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, but really, what Jesus is getting at is not the, the word itself, but it's this idea of cursing someone, of that's saying, right. um, right. "You know, I, from my perch above you, I'm, gonna you. I'm right. going to damn you. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, put you down and and bring down, you know, even God's displeasure on you, as if I can do that." Right, And, right. and That's what. You know, that's what that's what James is talking cursing, about. Cursing, right? It's cursing. Cursing, yeah. not just like,
0: yeah, he's cussing, but actually yeah. cursing someone. You know, and Jesus does that great parallelism there in the Sermon on the Mount where he said, you've heard it said you shouldn't commit murder, which a lot of us would quickly say, well, I'll never do that. But he said, I say to you, and then he deals with what's in the heart that's and right. anger and saying you fool and calling down kind of curses on folks. And, and
1: my point in connecting those is that we don't have to have a... Um, a wizard's wand or eye of newt to to come up with a curse like we do it all the time right from the heart right yeah
0: and and maybe we might argue you can use use words that uh, maybe aren't on the disapproved list somewhere that someone thinks are bad words to actually curse someone. yeah
1: yeah yeah when someone cuts me off in traffic (laughs) i can curse them without saying a bad word that's right that's right final final one i have done it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing it right now no um
0: yeah, driving, man. Driving in Virginia is easy. I I've, I was more uh, prone to road raging someone in, uh, in New York City metro, but I love hearing people in Blacksburg talk about how the traffic's traffic. going to be so terrible so when tr- the students get back. I'm like, oh, I haven't <laughs> seen traffic here yet. It's been pretty delightful. Uh, last one um, that we could use our mouths for inappropriately. Obviously, this is in every case in the Scripture, but pretty broad categorically uh, what the Bible says about use of our tongue. Uh, blaspheming God. In other words, you use God's name in vain. You profane God, particularly uh, using His name to curse others, using His name as an expl- expletive. You know, Jesus' name is not a a word of, you know, four letter words, so to speak, as five, and uh, that kind of thing. But so this these are the kind of things the Scriptures say. So the use of language is actually serious um, and beautiful and capable of great blessing. And so, but we're 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 a little casual, I'd say, in the way we interact and use language today. But what I really want to push back on, and this is where we can kick it around a little bit, and is that um, I've seen uh, people who maybe are Christians or, or church-attending type people would want to use things like in the book of Ephesians, say, no corrupting talk and no filthy language, as if saying that solves the issue of all the problems of what we say. Because I don't personally believe that there's a word list like out in heaven that are kind of the the banned disapproved words in every language. Because think about right. it, we probably wouldn't know a, a curse word in Farsi or or some four letter word That's right. in, in in Mandarin.
1: Um, I we, used to know some Italian ones yeah. from my family, but yeah. I don't know those anymore. That's either. right. My brother, when he learned Spanish, he learned all those words first. Yeah. So I had I a friend so. who grew, whose family was Italian and his dad had for, pretty much forgotten most Italian, but he remembered the curse words. <laughs> yeah. So you knew when his dad was getting angry. He was also our little league baseball. He coach. started, he started ramping them up. Yeah. So yeah. he just would go in on those Italian curse words. We yeah. didn't know what they were. We'd yeah. repeat them though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and when you're in, in a situation where you're in another culture and they're speaking a different language, you don't know yeah. if they're using them or not. So,
1: People tip, typically get away with more. <laughs> yeah, when they know, don't know the word. You know, as right? a matter of fact, even in the Engli- English language, culture matters so much. Right? When I was in England, I was shocked at this the, the way that the F word was used yeah. by by church people yeah. like, casually. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then, when I was in Australia, I I um, I remember we were talking about Australian rules football, and I was asking some of our friends, "Well, who do you root for?" And apparently, in in the culture there, rooting means that you want to um, you want to you want to get with the person <laughs> you want uh, to to like shag you want to shag. Oh gosh! And uh, and so I was inadvertently you know, stumbling in on words that they would never say about yeah. rooting you for were a gonna team. You were going to cheer for a team, and they yes, were thinking right. you were, yeah. yeah. Who, who do you support, is what they would say. Yeah, no snuggling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so really, culture matters. It's not yeah. even just language, oh, yeah, culture in, in matters England, so
0: much. In England, the word bloody is much worse. Than, That's right. We think it's funny, because it they're like hey. oh, like, well, yeah, and, and you're dropping, like, the worst stuff yeah. right in front of And, and, uh, and offending people yeah. without knowing it. That's right. Well, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of just looking at the word list. And I've talked about this with my children, and and I would say even my wife and I probably disagree on which words are okay and which aren't. <laughs> she probably uh, has a bigger word list. It, she Growing has a longer South yeah. word list than I do, for sure. And uh, like the word "BS," I'm not going to use the word "bad stuff" here, but I don't. I don't feel any problem with that word at all. But others do, obviously. But uh, in all seriousness, like what we say is more than just the words that come out um e- even if you read some like moral philosophy like thomas aquinas he talked a lot about when we when we do something or when we say something there's an inward motion of the soul that happens first you can see this obviously he's a, he's a follower of jesus out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and so there's an internal act, including motive, why we're doing it, intention, what I'm trying to accomplish, and then there's the external act of doing or saying something. And so all of that matters, and and when we speak, um, it has intention, it has motive, it has a, a social linguistic context, like if you're in Australia or England or in mm-hmm. a, a moment of conflict or peace, or peaceable discussion— uh, and so then that gives your, your your range of meaning of what you're saying. Um, and so I think it's very important uh, not just to simply focus on certain lists of bad words, but if we are actually speaking with the intent to tear down, maim, hurt. Because you can you can do a lot worse things with words and never use a four-letter word or any other banned words. That's right. Uh, because of the way you're using languages, husbands and wives. Uh, I say this in premarital counseling all the time, in marriage counseling, is that we know how to hurt our spouses better than anyone because we know them well. So we know how to aim the words and we know how to select the words uh, so that they do what we want them to do. Many times that's not good.
1: That's great. And, you know, even with that, you can use the exact same words in a different tone and a different context in ways that are cursing. And so, for that's instance, right. you walk into the house and, and the And the smell of dinner is delicious, and you just are, you start to just long for the 15 minutes that it, you know you get to sit down at meal with your family and your wife's prepared this great meal, and you come in and you go, uh, "Wow, thank you so much for your hard work. This looks great." Whereas you come home and there's you, the smoke greets you at the door when you walk in. You've had a hard day, so you're irritable, and and you just all you wanted was a good meal. And you get home and it's burnt, and it plops down, and you say, "Wow, <laughs> thanks so much." Yeah, this you thanks for all your hard work. This looks great. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that, and and that the tone, the 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 context, the that makes that into a curse. You're cursing yeah, your wife. Yeah. And, and and it really doesn't matter so much the the media itself, the exact words. That's right. Uh, there's so much more that's in it.
0: I've done I've sinned more um with my speaking through uh, curt language, sarcasm, critical yeah. criticalness. I mean, um, my family, we all kind of have, uh, knowledge of each other's sinful tendencies. We've talked about it over the years. If, you know, when dad is kind of going in a wrong way, what does dad do when Kayla or Kai or Tommy or mom, you know, some would go towards sloth, they're too lazy. Some would, you know, my, my son would tend towards levity in all situations. He just mm. wants to giggle and laugh it all the way rather than sometimes dealing with things in the appropriate way. Kai can get really mad. Um, I get really critical. And it comes out against and close to people I love the most, and usually it's because I'm unhappy with with my life or where, where where I am with the Lord, or some circumstance. But those closest to me get it as sarcasm, criticalness of things that they don't need, and I'm not I'm not obeying the Lord with building them up or giving grace uh, to to my hearers, and I think. That gets in in the article we'll put in the show notes. I've written an essay on all this stuff, and I used an example that you know, if if you had a friend who's you know really kind of struggling with life and really messed up, and you know he he's in tears and weeping and says, "Man, I really effed up my life." Um, I think he's done less of a a bad thing than someone who, without any kind of four letter word at all, is, is just cutting his wife to shreds.
1: Absolutely, I'm with you.
0: Well, back to Steph Curry. (laughs) Did he sin, right? Sin, you know, however we define it. I like to say sin is turning our desires to lesser things. Like we love and worship that which isn't worthy of it, and so we turn our hearts aside to those things, whether that's worshiping ourselves or worshiping stuff or coveting. I think sin flows out of that, but obviously it's missing the mark. It's transgressing the law of God. It's doing something
1: wrong, Um Steph Curry, my effing house. <laughs> is he sitting? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I, I've already said. Well, you know, I, I mean, I have a hard time why, answering that.
0: Why did you focus on the word my?
1: Yeah, so I have a hard time answering that in general because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, we don't know. Um, we don't know. Because we, we, we don't know the intent. That's motivated. right. There's so yeah. much I don't know about Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, and, and, and frankly, part of the problem that we have is that we think we know because he's there and like... We and we want to say it, tweet about it, yeah, talk about yeah. it. We don't know. We don't know what's going on in his heart. I, I would say, though, my bigger problem was is the the entirety of the that that sense of this is my house. Like yeah. I built this house. Um, yeah, I mean, really, like if I was his pastor, right. I'd want to put my finger more on the my than on the f word. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The f word, I think, is problematic, yeah. and I'll, and we can get into that in a second, but. Uh, but to me it 's more of the it 's more of what 's what is what 's coming out of the heart it 's not like what 's coming out of his heart isn't he's this terrible guy that uses bad language is it's, it lying
0: is it slander is it gossip is it tearing anybody up is it profane is it is it obscene is he cursing anyone? Yeah, it may, is he blaspheming
1: it, it, yeah and it may be obscene yeah it may be yeah I mean, well it, well it is he,
0: obscene he, well he's not using it he's in not an using it in a way. way I mean yeah, right. there he's is not, a way to use that word in very right. he's way. not
1: describing it right yeah right. he's
0: using it almost as a as a uh, an, in fat in emphasis right that's right yeah, yeah. Right. it's
1: it's just it's just there like to add we we've been
0: taking Greek and like how they might use a certain preference. Well, they usually use this for emphasis. Well, he could have said, This is my house.
1: This is yeah, he could have said he could have inserted any kind of word there. Right. That's why to me the bigger issue is Yeah. Which I, I mean, who am I? I'm the, yeah. I don't know. he's not asking me, but right. I, I would want to put my finger more on the my like like this like what what does that reveal about you that you think that this is your house? Yeah. And, uh, and I get, so again, but at the same time, I would want to give him so much latitude. He's out there competing in front of a million people. Yeah. He's, you know, those types of moments are, are when we have the least amount of, um, you know, I, I, in other words, I say things in competition, just like I would say things when I haven't had a lot of sleep. And just like I'd say things when I'm irritable about this thing, like, The human
0: soul and the range of things that happen to us and through us and by us is um, affected by passionate moments, exhaustion, injury, pain, all kinds of things. And certainly human beings... uh, are are those that need grace from God and not simply the judgment of basketball fans. That's right. Like it, his mama maybe didn't like it because, you know, his little girl's sitting there. And that's he, right. You know, and
1: there's a bunch of other kids sitting yeah, my, there. Yeah,
0: my son's sitting there. My son was yeah. just mad because he was making shots, probably more than anything. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, pride of heart we want to care about as people. Um if we have my house, we'll invite people into it perhaps and uh
1: Yeah, I got I mean frankly I got a bigger problem with the whole the whole
0: thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Sports culture, yeah. bravado, end zone dancing. And not even
1: sens- just that. I don- actually don't mind that so much because we're being entertained. This yeah. is entertainment. And it's fun. It's entertainment. Yeah. Steph Curry's not our pastor. Yeah. And and so here's what I have a bigger problem with with lifting him up as some sort of moral mm. exemplar like yeah. hey kids yeah. who are athletes you should be like Steph Curry. Yeah. And and to me I'm like no. Well, yes if you're trying to learn how to shoot a three-pointer. Right. But if you're trying to learn how to be a class, like, be a Christian. three-point shooting. That's right. Yeah. But to me the whole idea of like he's some sort of exemplar of the faith because he can yeah. point to the ceiling after he makes shots. I think that whole thing is ridiculous.
0: I, I, I read a quote years ago, and I'm going to butcher it, by A.W. Tozer. I believe it was in the book The Pursuit of God. Someone he, can write in and, he and correct was, you. Yeah, the, write in to us, info at Gospel Underground, you Tozerite expert, <laughs> uh, extant manuscripts of Tozer. Um, but I believe it was something uh, to, to the sort of... Ha- uh, talking about the modern kind of Christian-American kind of church, and he said, how quickly... Are we to hang the reputation of the Prince of Glory upon a man that will surely die? In other words, we love to run the celebrity, the statesman, the businessman, the converted athlete up to the front and say, oh, look, this now gives credibility to who King of Kings. Um, I do think that that celebrity nature is a little ridiculous. Now, I used to work in a sports ministry, and I still serve sports ministries quite regularly. I'm still very involved in that world. And what we cared about was to minister to athletes as human beings um, and then allow them to speak as witnesses for Jesus because of their human nature and pointing to the glory of God and not to themselves. And that's something that Christian athletes can do, and I think Steph Curry does very well. And I am probably am of the persuasion that looking at all the definitions of sinful speech in the Bible that his effing house wasn't, but maybe he was thinking a little too much of himself (laughs) in the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So... You know, I, I, I've, uh... I've started to whenever I do something good, whenever I think I do something good, I like to pound my chest <laughs> and point say, up, "This is point your up. house." No, 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 no. I pound my chest and then point up to the heavens. That's right. That's you right. Know, like, That's like right. he gave me the strength to do this. Great. This when I, you know, I think we should start coming down from the pulpit. That's right. That's pound right. the chest, point That's up to right. the heavens, That's right. <laughs> and maybe uh, pull the pimp off my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, just it's, dust it off and, and say, and, "This is God's house." Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole oh, thing is yeah. just kind of, yeah, to yeah, it is. Yeah, We're, I mean. I think it's natural for kids to want a role model, and it's yeah. natural for us to look for them. And I think Steph Curry should embrace that. That's you know, right. I, I do think that. I just think we are expecting too much from these guys when we're you know. So even even the fact like how much can these guys grow in the Lord? Yeah. When they're when they when their schedule requires them to be so disconnected from the local body. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I look at these guys, I'm going well. I need to not expect too much right yeah. They're, they are entertainers
0: the good thing uh Pastor Jesse, that I can relieve your uh, your existential angst that I'm seeing on upon <laughs> you right now, is that in uh, the high level sports athletic world where there is kind of a you know you're traveling you're on the road you're in you're in context away from say like kind of the traditional yeah relieve church my model, angst got to relieve your angst. There are wonderful uh, internal cultural uh, Christian communities on these teams, and I, at least I know in the NFL the chaplaincy work that's done uh, these these people are being pastored. The <laughs> Uh, they are worshiping together. Many times, their families are involved, and there is an assembly there. And and even some of them, I don't get into too specific details because we probably shouldn't. Um, even some of those have real pastoral authority with these with these people. But yeah, it is a different oh, lifestyle that that um, does
1: relieve some of my angst, but it does bring up a whole another. <laughs> I mean, we should have a whole another. Is that the church? Does that count, Reed? <laughs> yes and no, <laughs> because <laughs> yes we, let's and, have a whole another one yes, on that.
0: Yes and no. Same thing where you got if you had people off to war for six months, they would have a, probably a disrupted, uh, typical uh, rhythm of, of gospel community, uh, but, uh, could be, um, could still grow in their could, faith. Could be done in a different way for yeah. seasons of time. And most of these folks, this is a short season of time because, contrary to popular belief, not everybody is LeBron. Certainly, not everybody, including LeBron, is not Michael Jordan. And uh, NFL these is are the not for long. Lead. Not for long. Average is less than three years. Yep. Most don't even get uh, tenure enough to be in the pension fund plan um so a lot of those guys need health care for a long time and so it is certainly an interesting world but yeah. the gospel needs to be there uh god's people there in terms of the being part of the church is there but it's not probably word sacrament discipline in the sense of a local congregation which most of them are members of as well if they really love and follow the lord well jesse let's watch our mouths <sighs> That's encouraging. Always at work. You know, by the way,
1: one of the things, you know, when when you think about, I don't know that I would say it's sin, but um, but what I would want to say to him, if I had a chance, would be that really what it comes down to is uh, loving your neighbor well. Yeah. And when you have a lot of people who are going to be offended, you know are going to be offended. Yeah. You can't walk through life, you know, stopping everything you think might offend someone, but you're pretty sure dropping the F-bomb is going to offend some people, especially you got kids in the crowd. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, it's more about how can you love your neighbor? Well, how can you represent the gospel? Well, and so, so what I might categorize as unwise language, uh, language that may become a barrier to the gospel rather than a bridge. You want to avoid that kind of stuff. We and, all yeah. do
0: need to repent sometime of what Shimmy Steph might come out and do from yeah, us. I and like so watching Shimmy Steph a lot the, more the than The grace that. of God is with us. Yeah. Thank you, Steph Curry, in all honesty from here on the Gospel Underground. We are talking about you because you're a public person, but you're a human being made in the image yeah. of God. Your witness for Jesus is compelling. It's beautiful. Keep being a dad. Shout out. We love you, man. Keep dropping them threes on brawn and make my son cry. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the game is beautiful. That's right. As
0: we close today, I want to thank Sugar and the High Lows for allowing us the life of song. See it for yourself as our theme song. We, we're taking five-star reviews on iTunes. We've, I think, got seven now. Seven five stars, no four stars, no three. And if you're putting a one up there, give me a call here or email us at info at gospelunderground.org. Send your comments, feedback, questions, anything you'd like us to take up at info at gospelunderground.org. We are Dialogue, taking place on the borderlands between the church and culture and the NBA and the F-bomb, and we are out. Peace. Peace.